With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom. Simply visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate to make a difference today. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to the Up Your Brave show with Natalie Cutler-Welsh on Reality Check Radio. And my next guest is Tony Knight. We are going to be talking about decentralized technology for financial and data privacy. Welcome to the show, Tony. Great to be here, Natalie. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it, too. I've been following you on Facebook. We've been messaging each other. And here we are. For those of you that don't know Tony, Tony Knight, known as Krypton Knight, has been a spiritual entrepreneur for 30 years, specializing in natural health. Yay! In 2015, Tony started researching new technologies, blockchain, and decentralized finance and integrating it into a new business called DeFi Freedom. His prime focus is now dedicated to education and building a community for freedom in wealth and health and creating a parallel economy for people. Amazing. I'm so excited to dive into this, the economic side, and hopefully we'll touch on the health side as well. Uh, before we dive into that, Tony, I would love for you to share with me and the listeners, how have the last 12 months or so been for you personally? Um, yeah, last year was quite a, a challenging year, but it was a productive year because I could feel uh, uh, an urgency. I felt the sense of like, got to get on with it. You know, I've I've been preparing for these times for 37 years and I just felt like the rubber hits the road now, got to get it done. And I, so I really, I upped my game by, basically I held all the presentations for our DeFi freedom throughout the year on my own. And I delve, dive deep into some dark stuff uh, to basically bring it to light. That's what I really am. That's what I'm really doing. That's what Crypto Night is all about, is is uh, bringing things to light by facing the darkness. And that includes the digital aspect of life, as well as the health and all the other wonderful spiritual things. Yeah, so it's about integration for me uh, the last year. And it was it was challenging, but it's um, it's strengthening. A few things that you mentioned there, a lot of my listeners will have heard of that phrase, um, you know, bringing the dark into the light. Some people won't have heard about it, um, but it is an interesting time we're navigating. And you talked about feeling like you were preparing for this time. And I feel the same, you know, actually when the COVID in quotation marks thing happened, I really felt like, oh my goodness, this is what I've been training for. And so it's really cool and exciting to see people like you that have this kind of health and wellness, holistic health background, but also you've got wisdom in the financial space. And so I'm just thrilled today to be sharing whatever pearls of wisdom you're ready to share with my audience. Um, so let's dive into the the de the decentralization thing. Uh, what does that mean? What do you mean by a decentralized economy so basically decentralization means just uh creating an economy or an ecosystem that is outside of our current centralized system i mean people uh, are realizing now that uh, everything has to run uh, through 
centralized tracks. I mean, basically, it's a I call it the one-way mirror. The, there's a certain small group of people that can see everything we do pretty much or they can find it, but we can't see back, you know, and that's not good for, for us, for privacy, for for a, you know, a holistically um, balanced world. It's just, it's just not. So uh, I'm not just talking about money here. I'm talking about everything. All we say, do, all our work, play, Everything that we wherever we transact, wherever we go, whatever whatever we write in that, it's all getting kind of monitored. We know the censorship is off the off the charts. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, ref, sort of think of the decentralized finance. Maybe people have heard of that, but it's it's everything. Mm -hmm. It's so we're looking at the finance aspect. Um, I guess as a primary because we've got to lock down that we've got to we've got to protect our finances and we've got to know why we've got to protect it and how because you know obviously there's there's a lot going on in the economy the debt is off the charts and eventually that chicken those chickens are going to come home to roost so we have to um you know I, i've seen uh some of the, the you might have heard of the the ebook, the Great Taking, and David Rogers Webb talks about the Great Taking and how they they're planning to make us the exit collateral, basically for their debt. And so, uh, every property, every asset is listed as collateral on the on the Cabal's books. And if they go down, they want to try and take uh, our property. Basically, I haven't heard about the great taking, but I've heard about that concept, which I will come back to. So what I'm hearing you say is is we kind of do live in a bit of a big brother world, right? Where everything we do is is monitored and watched. And even things like, you know, you go to a website and there'll be a pop-up that pops up and it says, you know, do you accept, you know, the terms to cookies or whatever? And I mean, often I just like, yeah, you know, I just click accept because I just want that thing to get out of my face so I can see the website and yeah. so much of it we don't realize we are being tracked and traced the whole time yeah yeah we, we basically are but it's still difficult for them to marshal resources to monitor us in real time and that's why ai in a, in a fully digitized world which i believe is uh coming is 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 how they will be able to affect that in 24 7. so that is the real danger is is uh, digital ID linked to CBDC, linked to um, GPS tracking uh, and all of that, that that puts us very much in, 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 the, in the limelight of, um, you know. So basically that's why if we're coming into a fully digitized world, then it makes sense that to help us, we have to use some of that technology in a way that protects us because you know they're doing it regardless of what we do or say or think so just kind of denying it or resisting it or burying our heads in the sand or i'm going off grid and okay. i'm just going to exit the escape the world that is not a solution because at some stage you're going to have to touch in with the system you're going to have to buy stuff you're still got to you still got to live. You still got to connect. You still got to transact. So it's the ability to transact or transactability 
is going to be heavily monitored. So this is where that technology now is being built where we can get, um, we can basically operate in a decentralized realm and in an encrypted um, blockchain world where we actually have censorship um, resistance or freedom in there. Mm. And it's building that pace and it's not, uh, it's not yet obviously done, but it's, it's definitely going in the right direction. Okay, I'm loving what I'm hearing because I feel like for some people, one of their primary fears, concerns and fears at the moment is this whole we're going all digital and everything's going to be tracked and and we don't have any control. So instead of going that way and and the other path is they go that's you know you can either throw your hands up in the air and say well this is what's happening and it, isn't it horrible or you can go I'm going off grid I'm not part of it and you're kind of suggesting not so much a middle path but basically going hey we still can be empowered here we still can have as you call it censorship resistance love that um okay so how how do we do that what practical tips strategies steps whatever can you give my audience today about how can they still be part of the economy or the system or whatever um but stay protected in terms of this centralization topic okay so first thing i want to make uh, clear is I am not a technologist per se. I I came into this sort of technology thing through my study with the financial system and uh, G. Edward Griffin was a major mentor and there were other people when I understood the, how the Federal Reserve was created and all that, I realized, oh my God. And then, and then it evolved until I started researching crypto and decentralized finance. But I'm a naturalist. I grow... Uh, I've got a whole food forest growing on in our property. I grow a, a, almost all my veggies and fruit as well. And so what I'm seeing is is it is a sort of middle ground. It's blending the best of the natural world, natural health and connections to that, and mainly operating with, with our information and with our ID and, and, and that in the digital realm and our, and our money. And what we are looking at, one thing we're doing is we are what we call going bankless. Right. We, you can literally now have a banking option that's off the traditional banks, and it's just using software. It is not reinventing the wheel. So it's software connected to our finances that is operating in a completely uh, decentralized way completely uh, where you hold the private keys, what we say, you hold the private keys, not your keys, not your uh, not your money. And this software, it's just like Airbnb doesn't own the hospitality. They don't own the houses. They don't own the accommodation. They didn't create it. But through software, they're connecting people to the accommodation. It is exactly the same principle with our money. The software and decentralized software which means it's encrypted, basically, is connected, connecting to our finances. And this is happening through, this is happening anyway through what's called open banking. Open banking means fintechs, which means financial technology firms, the ones behind the real, the, 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 the new cryptos that are coming, have, are on a level playing field with traditional banks. So banks now have to uh, open up 
to competition. And that is exciting in itself. And then uh, so it's through a, what they call the APIs. Um, I think it's uh, application process, application programming interface. And so it's technology that, that links links the real world or the existing world to the fully digital, uh, um, the digital uh, encrypted blockchain world. And so we can literally send our money there and we can hold it there and we protect what we've got and we can earn, we can save, we can invest and we can spend our money without oversight from any of these central authorities. And so that that's one thing we're doing, which is a pretty major. We've got to sort of secure, as I say, sort of lock your back door, secure your secure that. Also, we are delving into some of the cryptos, but I'll be very clear that a lot of the cryptos are not going to survive. A lot of them are scams, but there are uh, cryptocurrencies out there, the decentralized ones, and there's another breed that's more like going to be the new financial banking system under a standard called ISO 222. Some people refer to it as the QFS, but I don't necessarily subscribe to that per se, but it's certainly going to have a quantum effect. And it's just a lot of the stuff you read uh, on social media is is is, is sh shards of truth, but actually factually incor incorrect. So basically, yeah. Well, it's hard to know. So QFS, quantum quantum financial system. It's hard to know what is the truth. You know, in terms of what you read, what you see, what you watch, and then it's also hard to know what path to take. So let's go back to the bankless concept. Is is the bankless concept? Somebody would literally take out all or most of their money from the actual bank. Let's say Kiwi Bank, BNZ, whatever. And they would put it into this other platform, which you said is encrypted. And they might also choose to have some, like they might spread their rocks around. You know, they might have some money in crypto, like I do. They might have some money in gold and silver, like I do. Um, is is that a wise path? That's what I would suggest, but um, I'm that's not sure. Exactly, that's exactly what I'm doing as well. Mm -hmm. Diversification as well as decentralization. So right. I would not uh, just cancel my existing bank account it's kind of still got a use for paying basic bills and all that you're sort of like we've kind of got foot in both camps mm. and we're in a trans we're in a transiting world and we're in this is a transiting technology so i don't ever believe in burning your bridges until the time is right and it means you've got to work smarter not harder it's this is about having and this is, comes down to understanding, understanding, which means to stand under the truth, by the way, not under an authority or a patriarchy. It means to stand under the truth, and uh, that means having knowledge. And then applying that knowledge means wisdom. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to teach people how to operate the technology, but also the whole holistic mindset aspect getting your mind is this is a paradigm shift of mega proportions mm. and people i don't think i think some people have a glimpse of what's coming but either they're going to they fall into fear 
because they don't understand what's happening or they have a very idealistic, oh, you know, I'm a very spiritual, my spiritual truths are going to carry me through and I don't need to worry. I think both in the extremes is not good. We've got to actually harmonize the two and have a spiritual concept, but we've got to be operating in the physical reality. And if it's, everything is going digitized, we need to be protecting ourselves in that realm. Which sounds very wise, definitely. Um, there's one term that I don't know much about that you mentioned. I mentioned it in the bio. It's DeFi. So my question is, what is DeFi and what is DeSo? These are some phrases that some people might might not be familiar Great with. Great questions. Yeah, we, we tend to make uh, short names and acronyms. DeFi stands for decentralized finance. Okay. And so that's where the crypto comes in. By the way, um, I'll, I'll come back to that, but I just want to give a brief explanation of what the blockchain is so people understand that. Uh, DSO stands for decentralized social media. So what we are endeavoring to do is link the, um, private messaging, literally private messaging on the blockchain with our finance, with our banking, uh, bankless bank system, and uh, then your information, your money, and effectively even businesses can all be completely operating in a decentralized ecosystem. That means that we are operating completely, then we are getting right off the centralized, digitized grid. And this, to us, is our antidote to any central bank digital currency, which uh, that is where when people, when I mention crypto or blockchain or digital money, people get triggered and they immediately think of a CBDC. And what we're actually offering is absolutely absolute opposite to that. It's decentralized it's decentralized money. It's not centralized bank money. Mm -hmm. It is digital, but it's, as I say, not all blockchains, when it comes to blockchain, they're not all created equal. Anyone can create a centralized blockchain. Anyone can, and, and we can create decentralized blockchains. It all comes down to the coding. So the, if, if it's coded in a way, it's just like our DNA codes us to create our body and our life. Blockchain can be coded to be very beneficial or could be very detrimental. And it's all open source code. It's all it's all like it's like playing with plasticine in a, in a digital in an analogy. The digit the the uh, coding can be molded to be completely protecting us or completely doing the opposite. So blockchain is like the plumbing of a house and you turn on the tap, the water comes out. And water is very good analogy because money flows like water. Mm -hmm. Liquidity is kind of how money flows. But uh, again, and that's another thing, is people have also don't realise the difference between money and currency. Money is like gold, silver. It's a store of value, which is actually what Bitcoin is starting to become it holds its value and it can be store it for long periods of time whereas currency and fiat currency is actually 
an exchange. It's a medium of exchange of essentially energy. So what's happening is the currencies are getting so debased and so destroyed. Now, we're not playing with real energized money. Once they took it off the gold standard and once they disassociated real world assets with the currency. So we've got to be understanding that and and then combining that with this digitized technology means scalability really starts to uh, come into play. Technology is great for scale, for doing a lot more with less, and then especially with AI. So there's a lot of uh, changes going to be coming on this earth on the other side of whatever's coming in the next year or two. There's some events coming that I think people know and sense, and we have to prepare. We, uh, to me, it's about preparedness. I'm not a prepper per se, but I am a prepping in, in a holistic way. And so we have to get prepared now and um, deal with sort of uh, you know, connecting ourselves to our community is also very important for me, having the education and protecting ourselves uh, through our ID, our our. Um, personal ID, our data. Our data is the new oil, but data that we own and control, mm. like in our bankless bank, mm -hmm. is the new gold. So it is, I agree, an absolute time of transition, and we want to be informed. We want to therefore be empowered, and part of doing that is being prepared, like you said, um, having Diversi diversifying and decentralizing our money. So to our listeners, we would love to know what is resonating for you so far in this conversation or what questions do you have? You can send a text 2057 or email inbox at realitycheck.radio. I'd love to know, Tony, before I move on to another question, I'd love to know uh, what do you what do you see coming? You mentioned that we're going to go through a lot of changes in the next year or so. Let's just say in the next, you know, six months or eight months or something. What do you see coming along? I mean, we've heard before about um, the decline or the swap from the fiat dollar more towards a gold-backed currency. We've heard a little bit about BRICS, which is an acronym for various countries that are looking at moving towards towards um, a gold-backed currency. What do you see coming for us, uh, specifically in New Zealand, maybe, if you've got thoughts on that? Hmm. Um, I think uh, it's, it's, it's going to be an ongoing, slow grind. Um, I actually think that there is possibly going to be a what they call a black swan this year a sudden unexpected quite large event that's going to be um you know quite uh, in our face uh, like covid was a black swan something possibly like that um it could be climate weather create related mm -hmm. uh, it's um but it might not happen. It might not happen at all. I mean, if we uh, can, if we are raising our frequencies to sufficient levels, none of this can actually happen. Right. But there has to be some. There's got to have to be a, a at some stage, either this year or next year. There's going to be a what we call a flick the switch moment, because if the if the currency is continually getting debased and the debt is like astronomical. They can't pay. If the governments are going broke, countries are going 
bankrupt. There has to come a time when an event has to happen. This is why they're trying to ferment war. This is why they love war, because it's a great way to hide all their crimes and all, all that all the other stuff. This is why we're seeing an escalation. So I think we're going to see an escalation around the world of, of, of more um, unrest in the Middle East. And obviously you notice how uh, the whole narrative around Ukraine, Russia has died down a lot. Yes. They, they're not getting the pay dirt that they want from that. And I actually think um, NATO are about to get put to the sword. To By the on. way, I still keep seeing the yellow and the blue, you know, um, branding every in so many places with so many different companies. And I just keep thinking, you know me, I'm a bit of a conspiracy realist. So <laughs> I kind of feel like, is that intentional because they want people to feel a certain way because we're supposed to feel, you know, sad for or supportive of Anyway, interesting. I just see the blues and yellows being used in marketing on in all over the place. It is quite a fascinating time to look to live in, and especially if you sit back and look at what's going on. Um, okay, so how can given everything you've mentioned there, and I, I agree, how can people best um, prepare themselves, but also their mindset to be empowered and while also being resilient going through these times? Um, I think if they've got, you know, uh, certainly I think connecting with a community of like minds is really, really powerful and really, not everyone is able to be expert in everything. So in a community, that's where it's really powerful. We we actually are building a local community-based ecosystem as well called the new economy. That's another thing that we're doing on the side. But uh, there's, there's, there's lots of other... Um, Things we can do, grow our own food, if we've got the ability to do that. Uh, I think um, securing, if we've got the, again, it comes down to resources, you know, because, again, if people um, are struggling on on on, a, on the benefit or they're struggling financially, so that's where it becomes very restrictive and that's where we need access to resources. So I think we need to sort of think about backup making sure we've got good water supply, we've got good energy supply, we've got, um, we've got, um, you know, taking care of the basics. You know, we've got, um, when it comes to opening our mind and mind, the mind side of things, you know, a lot of uh, what are we call belief restructuring, we've got to sort of start moving from just looking at uh, surface stuff that is shared everywhere that people take as gospel and we've got to go to the source of information. I'm a great mm. believer. And in many ways, I'm also a believer in being counterintuitive, uh, which means going into the areas that scare us the most and looking at it and trying to get, because I, I believe in balancing the, the polarization is, a, is like a mental sickness. And I think the one way to overcome polariz polarization is through what I call the Trinity. And uh, we need to consider that the three key things that we need in our life on just about everything, in our personal life, love life, working life, financial life, there are three key things It's it's uh, that help to, you could say, key values that help to balance up the imbalance of where we're just constantly getting skewed. You know, we have a left brain, we have a right brain, 
and we have a third eye. You know, this is another uh, sort of way of saying it. So we need to have the logic, um, the reasoning, the critical thinking combined with the empathy, the compassion, the love, and we need to balance that up. And you could say that's what the pineal gland is there for. That's what it does. So listening to inspiring music, um, getting out in nature is a big thing for me because uh, nature will take care of you where you can't take care of yourself. It, it, it provides energy without you having to think about it. And that's what we need is is to increase our energy quotient, you know, uh, and, and look at not just in IQ, but EQ, SQ, spiritual intelligence, NI, what I call NI, natural intelligence. And so we've got to look to the real baseline truths of this world. What makes this world tick? Gravity is always gravity. You know, um, the sun always comes up and goes down. You know, there are certain natural laws that, that we are subjected to that if we get into a tune with that, all this other surface stuff takes care of itself. You get to the cause of, of, of our existence and work on your inner world, who you are outside, you know, away from all this conditioning, away from the labels and the, you know, I am, you know, my job, I am Tony, you know, I am, and get into actually knowing who you are as an energy being. That then you're living at pause, all these things that are happening in the world externally, they're going to melt away or you're going to not get disempowered by them. So especially when it comes to a black swan event, as you mentioned, whatever that might look like, if that's a weather thing or a whatever, <laughs> um, or a new, a new you know, virus or an alien thing or whatever it might be, um, I think the Trinity is so helpful if we come back to these three key things you mentioned Go, because what we saw happen during the COVID years is friends turn against friends and neighbors daub in neighbors and all that. So we know how easily we can divide and and combat each other. So if we can lean on these the trinity of logic, empathy, and intuition to help us, hmm. I think, stay on path. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and heart. I mean, bringing the heart in the matter, bringing... Um, Bringing, um, yeah, doing what you love and love what you do, as they say, and then you'll always be taken care of because then you're getting into tune with the higher universe really wants us to be, you know, living our best life. All this, this stuff I see about how it's almost noble to be living, you know, on with barely two beans to rub together or it's noble to be in poverty or it's, you know, denying money as, as a sort of a flag to fly. That, to me, is that's how the conditioning has really got over it. It's affected us. But at the same token, I'm not, I'm not talking about giving money for money's sake. My end goal is not to have more money. My end goal is to, is just like a spade is used to dig the garden so I can get the produce to eat. The money's like the tool, like the spade, so that we can live our purpose. That's what it's all about to me. But and do our, you agree that the way we've been living, uh, society, humanity, it's actually, like, it shouldn't be this hard, right? No, it shouldn't be. And, that, and that's because, yeah, so many, 
it's because we've kind of accepted these things as normal when they're really not and we've adopted them and we're living in a sort of a I call it there it's the pleasure dome and we've kind of allowed ourselves to to we've forgotten of our true roots and our values and so I think we need to come back to a value-driven life and a lot of people are living externally by the uh, outer trappings even mm. even or they're living externally uh, by denying that, and that's part of who they are. Is so it's it's kind of coming back again to your inner center and um, getting back to the breath and eating good food and um, you know enjoying yourself with with good company and being grounded in and and you know being gratitude for things you know the world is a beautiful wonderful place it just doesn't look like it at the moment so well it's interesting when you say pleasure dome because i feel like we've been living in the suppression dome and a lot of us a lot of you know suppressing our emotions suppressing our health and wellness with you know pharmaceuticals etc with netflix zombie nights and things so i've got, I've I, got one step further yeah. we're living in unrepression repression Dome, dome. What is yeah. repression? So suppression is what we. Uh, so repression is what we've denied over the long term. Repression is what is the long term denial, if you like. Where suppression is something that we're making in conscious in that moment. Oh, we are going to, you know, suppress that, or we're going to allow that. Uh, so repression is long-term suppression, basically. Okay, so we've got depression, which would be like pushing yourself down. Repression, which is more like re-being again, like over and over again, repression. Exactly. But where we where do we want to get to? If we want to get to the pleasure dome, which does come back to some of those basics, like you mentioned, the breath, time in nature, surrounding yourself with good, connected people. I mean, do you feel like we're heading that way? Uh, I, I actually think uh, I'm actually an optimist. <laughs> no, I'm a bit of an idealist. I think when this, these events happen over the next year or two, I think that uh, I think the basis of, of uh, enough of us are awake that I think that there will there will be a painful period. But I actually think that on the back side of that, I think there will be. Uh, uh, I'm excited for what can come. Mm. I really think that then. There will be a new earth built. It may not be built by everybody, but this is where we start as a parallel, or I could say a parallel reality, which eventually will become the primary reality, but we've got to start somewhere. There's a lot of people, there's at least, I think, 30% that are never, that are so stuck in the system that they, they're basically, <laughs> you know, you know, they're going to need help. There's uh, 30% of us who are relatively awake, and there's the 40% in the middle who could go either way, but they could easily come onto our side. And then really uh, you don't need everybody on board. We only need actually a relatively small percentage of, of united people uh, will make the big difference. And that's how it's always been. If you look back in history, everything's in cycles. We're just in, in, in one of the cycle where we're in the, in the trough and we're about to you know, imagine the people who went through World War One and World War Two, or the De Great Depression of the early 30s, 1930s. 
you know, what happened after that depression became fascism. And then the war, wars came. But then after the war became a great flowering. I mean, the 50s and 60s and 70s, my parents had a pretty, uh, pretty good life. So I think that, you know, you know, all things being equal, the, the seasons of our life will come back into summer. We just go exiting the winter. Mm. No, and, and that's right. And sometimes out of these challenging times, whatever it might be, uh, the COVID thing, potential future black swan, um, the the plus side is it does, people do wake up. They do start questioning things and looking around and going inward rather than just, you know, going through the calendar day by day and not really thinking about things. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's exactly right. It, it's a, it, it's sort of, a, you could say it's sad in a way, but it's just the way it is. Unfortunately, humans, unless we're really put under pressure, we're really pushed, we won't make a, a, a conscious decision to to change unless we're really um, we really have no choice. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, we kind of have strayed off track. And you say the pleasure dome; it's been all about the pleasure and not not really. You know, a lot of us have been don't really you know, uh, care or have too much uh, you know care around things. We kind of tend to be like. Um, Oh, you give give a bit here and there, and that's my work done. Now, well, now where's my next latte? And you know, I I know I'm just as as responsible for that as anybody else. And so I think we've just got to start, you know, knowing how to be a bit more resilient and resourceful. They say the best resource is resourcefulness. So I think we. We're creative beings, though, and when we when we get the picture, we are very good then at um, getting into action. So, I think that this next period will be a great wake up call on many levels, including maybe in the spiritual level, which will bring us towards that um, you know a, a greater unity and mm. and higher you know uh, resonance. And and it's all about frequency. It's all about energy. Energy is really the most important thing here, not money, not even time. It's it's about energy, and all its different forms. So this is where we've got to you know, um, you know somehow find that way to switch on the light. <laughs> and you know, technology is only one aspect. Coming back to decentralization, that's only one aspect. It's not my main, oh, well, it's not my sole focus. It is my main focus at the moment because if we own nothing, do you think we're all going to be happy? And I, I don't think so. We're not, it's about de- in, independence and interdependence. And so that's what's going to make us happy is, 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 is sort of um, being more independent and interdependent and uh, having resources that we need without being in, 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 in excess, you know, without um, the greed and all of that is just is not, you know, healthy. Yeah, exactly. And when people think about money, a lot of people get stressed, right? Because money is equal stress for a lot of people. And lack of money or maybe like how to keep track of it. And so even this topic in itself will be 
it will bring up emotions um, and different energy for people. How can we move forward and thinking about health as well? How can we move forward um, while staying empowered and not get stressed about this whole money thing? Yeah, by taking action, and well, well, what I would suggest is, uh, is start re researching and, and start to build knowledge around what you can do there. I mean, start with research, um, building your knowledge base, because uh, that's what brings fear is when you have a lack of understanding or knowledge on a certain topic. And a lot of, especially us older people, like I'm a baby boomer, you know, and technology and money was something that I wasn't actually particularly interested in, 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 you know, in many ways. Well, I didn't want to understand it. I just wanted to earn it and spend it, you know. And that's, you know, understandable uh, why people are like that. But um, for me, it was like a, it's part of my mission. I realised I had to, you had to secure, we had to secure our um, it's 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 our energy again because when we work, when we earn money. It needs to be stored somewhere. Mm, so right. it really comes down to uh, valuing ourselves more and then taking action to, I suggest people look at the decentralized aspect uh, because then once you get that sorted, I mean, when you're working in a decentralized I mean, there's so it, it's it's going into every area of life. I mean, honestly, the, the thing that they've got planned to, digitize and to what they call tokenize every single asset on the planet and that's what they that's the plan and there's a way to do that that's going to be very hum it could be harmonious for us or it could be very detrimental and tokenizing like so real world assets what they call real world assets will go on the blockchain and so we want to ensure that they go into a decentralized nature decentralization also means redistribution of resources and self-policing through transparency it's the only reason people want to have absolute privacy is as a reaction to this world if everybody sees what everyone else uh, can see then it becomes self-policing and um and transparency is more important to me than one uh, not uh, if you've got transparency, then you have the right appropriate privacy, put it that way. We don't need to be running away. Privacy in the form of escapism isn't really private. We need to, all eyes need to be seeing the same thing. And then if manipulation or malfeasance is coming in with the blockchain, they know it stands out straight away and that can be eliminated and let's face it; it's usually the central bankers that are doing most of <laughs> most of the problem. So uh, they uh, need the power. We need they. We we don't need to fight them again over the power. All we need to do is withdraw our energy and create unity amongst the people, and then they will literally collapse, as Buckminster Fuller said, to destroy an old obsolete system, just create a better system that it renders them ob obsolete. 
So, yeah, well, that's right. There's the central bank. I mean, it is a massive time of change. And I imagine this conversation will bring up even more questions for people. So with that being said, how can people connect with you or reach out if they would love more information or explanation on some of the things we discussed? Okay, so on, I'm on I'm on Facebook. Uh, my my um, you'll find me as Crypto Knight. Uh, it's Krypton with a K K R Y P T O N E Knight, and my full name K N I G H T. Um, I have a website DeFi Freedom D E F I Freedom dot N Z, and you'll find us on there. And there's some information there about what we do, and um, uh, also, I have a, a blog called earthstarfreedom.com. And on Earth Star Freedom, that's where I go into the, uh, I love everything to do with like quantum energy and natural laws and spirituality. And so, yeah, you can find me on either of my websites or on, yeah, or on Facebook, although <laughs> my days on Facebook are numbered. And well, I'll be more than happy to show people how what we're doing and going bankless is another thing that we we do. I give presentations all the time. I do a lot of free presentations. I'm doing my best to try and help people, but you can only help people who are willing to help themselves mm -hmm. and and are motivated to look at this. And I know it's hard for a lot of people, but um, we do our best to try and help people that way. So on DeFi Freedom, we give, you know, we have a database and people can go on that as a free member and you can get access to our information and then you'll know what's happening. Okay. Well, if you're listening and you want to stay in the loop on that, you can reach out to Tony. And I will also put those links, by the way, on our replay page. So if somebody wants to go and look that up, you can just go to realitycheck.radio. And um, if you just type in Tony Knight, that's probably the easiest. It'll go to the replay page yeah, and you can look at that up. All right. What is one thing that you would, if you were to truly up your brave in 2024, what would you do? Um, I um, continue to go further into the decentralized world, I think. I'm I, I building the economy in the decentralized the DeFi world and the decentralized world, uh, continue to keep growing my garden uh, and more facing my own shadow self. You know, to me, facing the shadow is really the ultimate up in your brave. Facing that, what scares you, what triggers you, and instead of running away or blaming the world for the problems or your, a person, just take ownership of that and look into the darkness and and, and yeah, be brave and face it. Mm, look into the darkness to feel the light. Really good. All right, Tony, before we wrap things up, is there anything else you'd like to share with our RCR audience today? Um, just to give people, uh, I just to say uh, on a positive note, I really think just that, the world is, there's some amazing things, I believe, coming in this world. And just to keep positive, don't um, don't just uh, believe everything you see or hear. Uh, stay away from negative people, negative news. Just keep your energy up and, and, and keep looking for the, for the positive, but stay grounded. Yeah. 
Amazing. Thank you so much, Tony, for sharing your wisdom with us today. And everyone, thank you for listening. We've been listening to Tony Knight on Decentralized Technology for Financial and Data Privacy. Thanks. Thank you. It's been great. Great pleasure. RCR is on a mission to revive honest media. It's a good mission. And now you can be an integral part of it by joining the RCR Foundation Members Club. Receive exclusive benefits only available to club members including discounted merch, your backstage pass to join the host for interactive behind-the-scenes discussions, and the popular daily curated news summary, RCR Bytes. Delivered to your email inbox every weekday morning, keeping you on the pulse of the news that matters in just a few minutes per day. To find out more, check out www.realitycheck.radio forward slash members or click the FMC button on the bottom right of your RCR app.